0: Hi, Wine Delusters, to and today we're going off to Ruther Glen in Victoria. Welcome to the Wine to Lust podcast. My name's Janine and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel, and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls' weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. Pour so yourself a glass and let's get exploring. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land. When I'm going around talking to winemakers, the connection that they have and the appreciation they have for the land is really obvious. And it always makes me think of our First Nations people and their real connection to the land. So I acknowledge and pay my respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. Glen is located right on the border between Victoria and New South Wales and it's one of the best preserved gold rush towns. While Rutherglen is a tiny little town now, back in the 1860s, thousands of people descended on the village in hopes of finding gold. The vines here are about 150 years old and some of the oldest in the world. Rutherglen's one of my favorite regions to visit. It's located about halfway between Canberra and Melbourne, where a lot of my friends live. So it makes a perfect weekend getaway to catch up with my Melbourne-based buddies. It's not far from Albury, Wodonga, and it's a fairly easy drive from Sydney, Melbourne, and Canberra along the Hume Highway. So you get that quintessential Australian big open plains as far as the eye can see. Take a couple of detours and you'll end up in the little town of Rutherglen. Yeah. When you're in the Glen, you have to try the fortified wines Musket is like Christmas in a bottle. To be a true Rutherglen Musket, It must be a particular musket grape. This one is the Petite Grains Rouge, in my terrible French accent there. Before table wine, Drift is probably the best-known grape in the region. It's also referred to as Petit Syrah, but one of their parents is Shiraz. So as you can imagine, it has similarities to a Shiraz. But if you like white wine, check out Massan. I've noticed that this has been popping up a lot around the region. (laughs) Probably the most famous winery in the region is All Saints. It's housed in a beautiful, unique cellar door that resembles a castle. The Brown family also own the neighbouring winery, St Leonard's, and on the other side of town, Mount Afear Estate. They also own a wine bar in the centre of town called Thousand Pounds. There's restaurants on site and accommodation, and sometimes they have the Day on the Green concerts held there too. This is a real family operation and it was such a pleasure to meet with Angela Brown and hear all about it. Thank you so much, Angela, for your time meeting me for the Wine to Last podcast. My pleasure. Um, Now, you're from All Saints, which is one of the, I reckon it's the most famous winery in the Rutherglen region. Oh, thank you. And I heard that you guys actually come from the original...
1: Brothers family. I didn't yes. realize that. Yeah, we do. So we've got about 130 years of winemaking wow. history under our belt, I guess, and we're fifth generation of that family it's a real pleasure and we're privileged to be part of such winemaking history. Yeah and so they're from Millewa
0: and you're only about 50 kilometers away in the Rutherglen.
1: Yes. So what took your family to the Rutherglen? Well it's a long story and we probably need a week (laughs) to talk about it but I'll give you the short version. We grew up in Millewa and um, back in the 80s my grandfather and my dad who was one of the Brown Brothers purchased the St Leonard's Vineyard in Rutherglen and then All Saints Winery came up for sale in the early 1990s and my grandfather had all always been envious of the uh, fortified stock that was at All Saints Estate, right. so he, they were fortunate enough to pick it up in a land sale there, and it came with all of those beautiful fortifieds wow. that we have today. So a few years later, my uncles really wanted to focus on the American market with Brown Brothers, so they wanted to sell the winery again, but my dad had been heavily involved in the renovation of the property, so he'd completely fallen in love with the place and decided to buy his brother's share in All Saints Estate, but remained a shareholder at Brown Brothers. So... My father passed away suddenly 17 years ago now, and it feels like yesterday. That time's mm-hmm. gone very quickly, but left uh, the two wineries to my brother and sister and I. So we've been running them for the last 17 years or so. That's great that you can do that with your siblings. I'm yes. not sure
0: if I would be so successful with my <laughs> siblings, but you've obviously uh, got your
1: key jobs sort of mapped out. or we you're, do. You're, so you look after the... Sales and marketing, and that's one of the keys, I think, is to keep in your lane we say (laughs) (laughs) otherwise things can go a little pear shaped but my brother he's the winemaker and looks after the vineyard and winery and maintenance and my sister she's now looking after our projects we've got so many projects on the go and thanks to her creative mind we always have a lot so we're renovating our cellar door and restaurant at the moment so she's she's been heavily involved in getting that sorted and we also bought another property mount ophir estate over on the other side of rutherglen a few years ago now so she's been really heavily involved in renovating the houses on that property and we put them up on airbnb so we've got quite a bit going on i did
0: see that you've like diversified and now it's not just the
1: cellar door you've got because there's like a cheese shop and a restaurant and now the accommodation yes well the cheese shop we actually renovated that space earlier in 2022 and we've turned that into a casual dining space which is Bonnie um, named after the Scottish heritage and we serve pizza and salads in there Great. and then um, we'll be opening the fine dining restaurant in a few months time. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. The restaurant we had there before was called Terrace and we had... we were very lucky to have a a hat with that restaurant so we're hoping with new restaurant will be doing the same and a real focus on local produce because our region is just so privileged to have such an amazing array of local produce and and choice.
0: Oh that's great. So All Saints was an established winery before you took it over Yes, because the cellar door looks a bit like a castle so do you know where that came from
1: or was it built
0: for their original cellar door or did it have another history behind it? Yeah well it's
1: quite a crazy building it it is modelled on one of the Queen's castles, um, the Castle of May in Scotland and it's a crazy story. There's two young Scotsmen in their, in their early 20s came out in 18... around the 1860s and decided just to build a castle, probably then in the middle of nowhere. Well, the gold rush was probably around <laughs> yes, that time, wasn't exactly. it? exactly. And a lot of these buildings in Rutherglen were built, being built around that time, like our other property, Mount Ophir Estate and Mount Prior and there's some spectacular buildings, but they had such... Incredible vision, and for young twenty-year-olds, days that have that vision and tenacity, because they made every brick by hand. Wow! And they use an old brick kiln that's still out at the property now, which is registered by the National Trust, and so is the building. Wow! But yes, it just stands so tall on the horizon, the red bricks, and it's got two huge oak storage um, facilities inside where they stored all the oak barrels. But I think they built it as a wine storage facility so when it was built back in the late 1800s it was the largest wine storage facility in the southern hemisphere. Wow. But I don't know how long that was for because there's a lot of other big buildings around it since but (laughs) yeah it's got quite an incredible history. Oh fantastic well it's definitely a reason to pop out there (laughs) for sure. Thank you.
0: Now I know the region is really famous for its fortifieds and you touched on that before but there's also now the table wines and the Drift is the one that I think about when I think of the Ruther Glen. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about what Drift is? Because some people might not know it yeah. I, I think one of the
1: parents is a shiraz is that it is yeah so it was developed the durif by a frenchman in the late 1800s in france in montpellier and his name was dr francois Derif and he crossed two varieties he crossed shiraz and another variety called pelawson and developed this variety called durif and he obviously named it after himself <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah. It, it has just thrived in the Rutherglen region. We've had it um, planted at All Saints for over 30 years and at St Leonard's, our little neighbouring winery, for over 20 years. And, it, yeah, it thrives in the region and those Rhone varietals from France really do th- um, love the climate and the soil in yeah. Rutherglen. And um, I think that's probably one of the other heroes of Rutherglen, not just the fortified, but the De Riff and white wine that we make, Marsan is also yes. really really thrives in that region as well yeah Marsan is another sort of that alternative variety but you put a bit of age on it and it is a beautiful oh, wine it's stunning yeah. yeah we've been releasing some of our back vintages actually um recently and any left and looking we had to do the maths very carefully to make sure we kept some in the cellar for the for the children for their historic archives and some for us to enjoy and some for our customers too <laughs> oh fantastic now you've got a bottle here yes we it's sort of a skinzy wine yeah. and it's not something we're, we've made before but as a team we've been developing this sort of new product ideas and it's been an amazing little project with the whole team to um, enjoy along the way and it's a mass arm with a touch of musket. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's quite good and Nick's um, left it on skins for a bit and it's got that beautiful mm. pink colour and we've put it in a clear bottle and just with a, a standard cork at the top and the, and the label's to come so you'll be able to see the beautiful label on it too but I just thought I'd give you a bottle today and you can take it away and try it. Oh, thank you. But it, it's a really nice, fun wine to enjoy in the sunshine shine coming into spring it's perfect for that and it's a drink now wine by the definitely a drink now wine there's a lot of popularity with these styles of wine at the moment particularly in the independent bottle shops Mm. and a lot of people are really enjoying them and for someone I guess like All Saints has got more of a classic and heritage background probably a surprise that we should be dabbling around in this style of wine but i think nick's had a lot of fun and used a lot of creative energy to make it so we're really excited and to launch that it. will come out sort of for the spring yeah way. it will yeah excellent. and we haven't made a huge amount because it's our first go at it but we're really excited by the results so hope that everyone enjoys it yeah oh that sounds excellent thank <laughs> you so
0: much and can i ask i was a massive participant with the winery walkabout for many years yeah. But I had a kid. But, um, but that is that kicking off again? Yes. Is, it kicked off this year
1: again, didn't it? did, yes. Did it We put it online for a couple of years during COVID and then we did it again this year and it went really well. We had so many excited people to come back and enjoy that festival again. It's is always it... on the June long weekend and then we do another festival during March which is called the Taste of Rutherglen which is on the long weekend weekend. Um, in march as and well. how does that one differ from the winery walkabout uh, the taste of rutherglen is more about food and wine and enjoying the matching and really getting immersed in that foodie side of whereas winery walkabouts, a, a younger crowd they get dressed yes. up <laughs> a lot of live music yeah. a lot of hilarity <laughs> yeah and um it's really introducing a younger market to our wineries and our wine oh yeah no it was so much fun
0: it was- Anything else you'd like to share about All Saints and St Saint Leonard's?
1: Oh I think just coming to visit it's it's just such an amazing place it's one of Australia's oldest wine regions mm. and there's over 22 wineries in the immediate area and they're all family owned which is what we're oh. super proud of as a region and I'm not sure any other region in Australia can say that and being run by fourth and fifth generation owners and just amazing history. So if you love the history, you come and visit, but there's also plenty of other things to do like enjoying the river river, um going on hikes, bike riding, playing golf. There's so many things to fill the weekend up with. So um we'd love to see everyone come and visit. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so great. Thank you so much for your time. That's oh, really excellent. No, thank
0: you. Yeah. My second guest is Ben Jones from Jones Winery. Ben is sixth generation winemaker and the cellar door is in the original Jones Winery house. Jones has a bunch of alternative variety, which you'll hear Ben talk more about. He's just finished his studies and you can definitely hear the passion and love for the different types of wines that Jones Winery produces. Welcome Ben from Jones Winery. Now I had a fabulous lunch at your winery a couple of years ago. And you guys are located so conveniently to town, you're only about one or two k's outside of the town centre.
2: Yeah, we're lucky, we're very, very close to town and yeah, it's good to have our own bit of land. Where the winery is, you've got all the vineyard just around it and everything's really close.
0: And I read that you're like fifth or sixth generation winemakers there.
2: Sixth generation, yeah, I am now, just officially. Just finished uh, my Bachelor of Viticulture and Enology in South Australia and come home and now I'm... Wine making at home, back where I started.
0: Great, great. And so, what's your favourite wine to make?
2: Favourite wine to make? Oh, that's hard. Um,
0: From the stuff you've got at Jones? What what's... Malbec's
2: are Malbec's our little hidden secret. Yeah. That is just, it's just great. Yeah. Why?
0: Tell us about that.
2: Where it sits in our lineup, it sits with its um, slightly meaty, savoury, but um, sometimes gamey characters. It's not as big and bold as Sharif and Shiraz generally is. It's just brilliant. It's a lovely, elegant wine that can sit and age and we're just now starting to open the ones that are aged yeah, it's, it's excellent.
0: Oh that sounds so really cool. And, and you're one of the smallest wineries in Glen as well so how big's your land there?
2: We're 10 hectares but, we're, but that might allude to us being bigger than we actually are because we're 100% dry grown and always have been so we don't irrigate at all
0: which, so what does that
2: mean? Which means we don't water our vines. Oh really? So we oh, make...
0: Because Glen's very dry, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's
2: very dry. It's quite warm. Um, you're on old gold mining country. So you've got all the old gold mines that flooded a couple of hundred years ago. Wow. So there is water below the surface, but wow. you've got to have your vines nice and old to be able to tap down into it. And
0: yeah. yours would be getting old if there's six generations. Yeah, well,
2: we've got vines from 1905 in the ground. Yeah. And a series of older vineyards that we're quite lucky to be able to use and make wine out of.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's exciting. Now I saw that your flagship is the L J. Can you tell us what that is?
2: Yeah, so that's what I was just talking about with the 1905 grapes. So it is uh, sh- mostly Shiraz with a little bit of Grenache. They're just in the same vineyard because when you get when you used to get uh, your cuttings, it didn't you didn't necessarily know what you were getting. So we just put it all in together. It's we make a very very small volume of it gets brought in and it goes into our oak fermenters that are from 1860. Wow. So, they've been used every year since 1860. And it's a wine that's, its ageability is just incredible. And the wines we're making out of it now are just going to last and last and last for 30, 40 years wow. and be great. It's packed full of flavour. And yeah, we're very proud of that wine.
0: But you um, can also drink it straight away.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We're, it's not something that is overly tannic. It's something that is made um, with elegance and balance in mind, but you can tell when you drink it young that you're perhaps missing out on some other flavours that are going to come out in about 10 years or so.
0: So you buy a six-pack and then try some every five years.
2: Buy a six-pack, some every five years, yeah.
0: (laughs) that sounds like a good plan we do our release
2: dinners every year and we usually drag out a couple of older wines for that just to show
0: and that's in rutherglen
2: that's in rutherglen in our little restaurant
0: oh excellent that sounds fun and what time of year is that usually
2: it's in about a week's time so
0: in august in
2: august end of august
0: great all right so sign up for next year absolutely (laughs) that sounds good you also grow Roussan and marsan
2: favorites of the rhone valley in france yeah they suit our climate perfectly and so the wines that we can make out of it are just brilliant for food. So Marsan's party trick is that it's what you buy if you need a wine to pair with a food that is quite hard to pair with. It's really forgiving, um, it's quite broad but keeps its acid and is able to stand on its own. So when you're strong tasting fish or poultry, yeah
0: because I often think um, you have to age that but I just tried your 2021 and it was really lovely so it's another one that you can drink now but also put away
2: absolutely absolutely I, I love old aged Marsan Rousans unfortunately I don't get to have them enough <laughs> but yeah it is it's it's uh, it's packed full of fruit and tropical and melony and stone fruit in its youth um, as it gets older it gets a little bit creamier a little bit more honeysuckle so you do change what foods you you pair it with, but it's still really either way.
0: Oh, awesome. Can you tell us about the Corel drink? It's like a wine-based aperitif.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> Coral is named after my grandmother. So uh, Mandy and Arthur, the owners of the winery, their mother. Coral is a blanc aperitif, so it's sort of a vermouth style. It's made from a fortified white wine base, and it has botanicals added to it. So, if you have a dinner party, that's what you hand people on the way in. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, and it gets your palate ready for food. But it's also like sitting outside as a spritzer, a little bit of sparkling water on a summer's day uh, is perfect. It's also the base of a heap of cocktails. It's just such a versatile drink.
0: Also, And you've got recipes on your website, I think. that we Definitely have got recipes
2: out. on the website. And
0: is there anything else about Jones Winery you'd like to share with us or tell us about?
2: Or? I just we're... A lovely little little homely cellar door so our cellar door is in our original 1860 building so it's got the original stringy bark ceiling heritage listed all original bricks we maybe we do everything by hand so I said we were dry grown we do everything by hand, all all old techniques so everything we make is can be quite painful to make but the result the result speaks for itself and we make Yeah, probably one of the smallest volumes of wine in Ruthergood. Wow. Oh,
0: well, we'll definitely have to pop out and visit. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. So some of my favourite cellar doors. I've visited so many wineries over my visits to this region, and I know that wherever you go, it will be great. In addition to Jones and All Saints, some of my favourites are Scion, which has got a sophisticated cellar door on a hill just right near town. Chambers has a long history as well and has a lot of alternative varieties. If you've got kids to occupy, a few have fantastic outdoor areas that the kids will enjoy too. For example, Valhalla has play equipment and there's games at Campbell's and Lake Moondamere. As you heard in my chat with Angela, there's the Winery Walkabout weekend, which is on the Queen's birthday long weekend. It is so much fun. It's very well organized with buses doing different loops that guests can get on and off at different wineries. If you do want to go to this, I suggest booking in advance. Rutherglen is a tiny town and fills up quickly, but you can easily access the festivities from nearby towns of Albury, Wodonga, Korowa, and Wangaratta. There's also the taste of Rutherglen in March that focuses more on food and wine matching. and some other things to see and do. Well, while you're in Rutherglen, you have to check out the big bottle. Australia loves big things. There's the big banana, the big pineapple, and Rutherglen has a 36 meter tall wine bottle, which is just a 15 minutes walk from town. The nearby town of Corowa has a whiskey distillery. This is only about 13 minutes drive away. If you've got bikes to bring along, great, but if not, you can hire some from the Tourist Information Centre in town. There's lots of old converted rail trails that have been converted into bike tracks. All over Australia, I see signs for the best pies, and Parker Pies in Rutherglen is another of these. But they do have some unusual flavours like kangaroo and emu. Overall, I found that there's not a lot of kid-specific activities However, so many wineries are really kid friendly, as Angela mentioned with the river and lots of hiking nearby. So some quick stats. Rutherglen is a tiny town. So if you're going for an event, you need to get in quick for accommodation. Tuileries at De Bortoli is in town and has a nice wine bar in there too. Some budget accommodations at the Victoria Hotel and the Star Hotel and they were both perfectly adequate when I've stayed. Glen's only 13 minutes from the bigger town of Corowa, and about half an hour from both Wodonga and Wangaratta. And the wines to try are definitely the Musket and the Giraffe. And if you've got any queries, the tourist information there is so super helpful and it's located right in the town centre. I really love Rotherglen, and if you're travelling anywhere between Melbourne and to Sydney or Canberra it's definitely worth a detour to stop over for a night or two until next time happy wine travels for everything discussed today check out the wine Delust website and if you're interested in trying some of the wines we have some events coming up too and subscribe to my newsletter to find out what else is happening